Well, hello there. Welcome to Better Words. I'm Michelle from the Unfinished Bookshelf. And I'm Caitlin, just a bookish babe. Um, so we are sitting here recording in the height of glamour, like the podcast stars that we are. Um, I'm in my actual pyjamas because we're recording at my house. And Caitlin is in clothes she described as basically pyjamas. Yeah, like clothes that are pyjamas but are also clothes. So, like, I drove here. It was okay. I'm I'm wearing clothes. (laughs) So, Caitlin conveniently lives, like, a one-minute drive from my house. So Um, much fun. So, it's it's pretty pretty easy. It makes for good um, girls' nights. Um, So, I also – I love the shirt that Caitlin is wearing. We actually have matching ones, um, and it's because we're total friends freaks. Um, And (laughs) – (laughs) um so caitlin's shirt says how you doing how you doing (laughs) so caitlin how you doing how was your day i'm doing fine although actually i have to admit my arms are a bit sore because i went to my first boxing class at the gym this afternoon oh that's so good how fun is it though it was really fun i don't know how i'm gonna feel tomorrow (laughs) um I also did some exercise after work but aren't we fit we're so good (laughs) it makes up almost for all the chocolate that I eat um so I I went to tap class um and our tap routine this year for a dance festival in September is to footloose um which sounds fun unless you're trying to tap to it that's a really good point it is so fast uh, your feet are just flying. I'm a little bit behind, but you know what? We've got till September, so I'm hoping that we'll get there. Yeah, you will. You'll um, be fine. My tap class, I just have to say, shout out to my amazing tap class. They are the most amazing group of ladies, and they made me very welcome. And the oldest one of us is actually 80 this year. Oh, my God. I know. It's amazing. And they've all been doing it for years, and they just, like, welcomed me, like, part of the group. So tap nights are always really fun because everyone's, like, family. It's so beautiful. Oh, that's really nice. (laughs) So, Caitlin, what have you been, like, reading, watching, generally consuming lately? Well, I have just finished my reread of the Harry Potter series. Yay. Perfect timing Which, too. With yes, it really is. Although I have to admit, I did not know about that when I started reading <laughs> the series. Which I feel like such a bad Potterhead. But anyway. Um, so yes, rereading the Harry Potter series. In line with that, I've also been completely obsessed with Witch, Please. Yes, Amazing such a good podcast. podcast. Such a good podcast. Then with that, I guess the only other thing I'm really listening to is Divide by Ed Sheeran, which I know, of course, is your favourite too. It really is. I actually can't stop. What is your favourite song? Oh, I was just going to say it's Shape of You. Like, I know that's so generic, but I love the beat and it it's kind of weird. It almost doesn't sound like an Ed Sheeran song. Yeah. I think it's... my favourite, oh God, this is really hard. I really love, okay, Galway Girl. Yes. Nancy Mulligan and yes. Eraser. Oh, Eraser's really good. I really like that um, one. I think I just I... really want to learn all the words. Like, that's <laughs> my goal. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah. I have been watching a lot of TV lately um, because I'm kind of, like, on a bit of a break from uni and going into the next semester. Mm. Things are a little bit um, quieter. Got some free time. Yeah, so I've been catching up on some TV series I just finished season four of Game of Thrones. Um, like, God, she's so behind, right? <laughs> I was just going to say, for the first time, I am so behind everything. Although I, act- I have to admit, I have never seen a single episode. 
I actively avoid things that are hyped um, and I'm not usually a fan of fantasy. So Game of Thrones was never like a big thing for me, but one of my closest friends was like, you'll love it and promised that he'd watch Veronica Mars, which is my favorite TV show, if I watch Game of Thrones. And it's worked out pretty well because I am loving it. Um, no spoilers, please, from anybody. Um, don't yeah, make me spoilers. No, really, really serious about this. No spoilers. <laughs> like, I know, oh, Michelle. <laughs> I'm just trying to forget. I'm trying to forget all these random Doesn't spoilers. Does he like come back to like? Oh, let's not. No, I, I think he does. But anyway, let's. <laughs> let's okay. Um, the other the other thing that I've been watching um, and really getting into lately is Dear White People on Netflix. So it's mm-hmm. a Netflix original series, um, which actually only found out today when I was researching my notes for this podcast recording. That is, they're <laughs> <laughs> really organised. Um, it's actually like a series version of a film from 2014. Um, oh, really? That's not that long ago. Yeah, I know. And I never – I don't know whether it's because the film didn't get like a proper cinema release in Australia or whether it didn't get a release where we live, which um, in case you don't know is um, Rockhampton in regional Queensland, so we don't necessarily get all of the big hits. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> we, cinemas are so bad here. It's really annoying. Just like off topic, but I actually won double tickets, like a double pass to see the new movie Jackie last year. Yeah, I wrote, Natalie Portman. Yeah, I wrote this amazing response to this Dimex giveaway about what my favourite film was about Spotlight because it's amazing, but that's for another time. Um, and I won these passes, not playing in our cinema. What a waste of a free double pass. Oh, <laughs> ridiculous. Like. I want it. Put it on for me. <laughs> Put it on just for me. Oh. Um, so I think the thing with um, with Dear White People, and I, I wrote some little notes down on my phone and um, because I'm so really organised, have not had them open. Um, so I think the thing with Dear White People is that it's such an interesting format. Every episode, um, it kind of it switches which, char- which main character it follows, but it all like – follows an overarching thing where a lot of these instances starts with a blackface party. It's at an Ivy League college in America, starts with a blackface party um, and then things escalate to the point where a security guard pulls a gun on an unarmed black student at a party. (laughs) So clearly these issues are very, very contemporary and, you know, stuff we should be talking about and stuff that we as white people should be consuming and trying mm-hmm. to understand it. I, I really want to increase my understanding of these things. Um, so it all kind of is leading up to a protest march. Um, so there's also a lot of exploration of sexuality as well. It's not just racism. There's lots of issues in there. There's like female friendships. Um, there's a lot about, I guess, discovering who you are as a person as well. Um, and it's more than just overt racism which I think is really, really interesting. And each episode is only half an hour. You know what? This is going to really show some of the differences between me and Michelle is that I always feel like she's watching these really important shows that I should be watching. (laughs) And meanwhile, my most recent thing that I've just finished like binge watching for the second time, that 70s show. Yeah. So that kind of highlights some of our differences. Wait, Caitlin, you shouldn't feel too bad because literally right before you come over and the other thing I wanted to say that I've been binging on lately is Dance Moms. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) Because I don't usually watch much reality TV. Like House Rules is my only exception and I get so into that. I have 
discussions with my mum about what each room looks like, and I just love it. But um, found it in my catch-up wow. app. And I've never been able to watch, like, all the episodes of Dance Moms because it's been on pay TV. Uh, so I started watching, and even though I feel like I'm watching a train wreck, I feel like the mums are not great people. Um, That's the thing about a train wreck is that you can't look away. I know, and I can't stop watching it. And I just, I've got to say, Abby Lee Miller, wonderful choreographer, questionable teaching techniques, <laughs> but, like, you've got to hand it to her. She knows her stuff. Wow. I just... Yeah, I mean, she does. It's all right. <laughs> so, um, and I kind of like love the drama a little bit. So I'm making up for it by watching Dear White People and being a little bit intellectual. And then I'm going to letting my brain rot watching Dance Moms. Fair <laughs> enough. Okay. Well, speaking of being a little intellectual, Michelle, what was one of your favorite books when you were a kid? Oh, um, did, did, I'm sorry. Did you get my joke? A little intellectual? <laughs> <laughs> I oh tried to gosh. be funny. I mean, no, seriously. It, it, it was a good joke. Um, Thank you. <laughs> I think the my favourite book that, like, I can just remember the first one I totally fell in love with was a book called Molly Moon's Incredible Book of Hypnotism. I think it's Georgina Fine. I, I don't I, – I'm really – I'm sorry for the pronunciation there. We'll link it. Yeah, we'll, we'll link it. And speaking of which, uh, we will have some links at the end of the show where you can find all the notes from today's episode where we will link you to everything that we discuss. So yeah. you can check out these amazing books and TV shows too. Um, anyway, <laughs> I think it, it, was, it. it was Molly Moon's Incredible Book of Hypnotism. And I remember reading that and just – I think that was the first book that I just – had to devour like I just couldn't stop reading it until I had finished and it's first real page turner exactly and and my first like proper chapter book as well like my big people book I think I was probably about seven or eight um obviously it's an incredibly long title so that made me feel quite smart um but it's basically um it's about an orphan who discovers this incredible book of hypnotism funnily enough um and <laughs> don't say right and, there in the title i never would have guessed and she um is in this orphanage basically her life is pretty shit mm-hmm. she discovers um she has this amazing talent for hypnotism and uses it to um get fame and fortune but not everything goes as planned and someone else is after the book and even though she's living this amazing life in new york by the end because she's wow. kind of conned her way. It's very much like Eloise at the Plaza meets Home Alone. Wow. Um, but, yeah, it, it's so good. And I actually – I still have such a soft spot for it. I've read it so many times. I love it. What about you? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say for my, like, favourite book, like the one I sort of always remember as a favourite book when I was a kid, was the Millie Molly Mandy stories. Oh. Yes, yeah. by Joyce Lancaster Bisley. Again, we will link these. Because so you were more prepared than me with so that. so sweet. Like, mm. I, my aunt and my grandmother and my mother used to, like, read me, like, all the different stories because they're, you know, only short about how she would take, like, her coins and go buy lollies and, like, oh, they were just so sweet. Actually, when I was five, we had, like, book day at school, you know? Yeah. And I dressed up as Millie Molly Mandy. My grandmother oh. made me, like, a Millie Molly Mandy dress with her pink and white stripes oh, and white belts. Oh, oh. 
I still have it. I mean, like it would barely fit on my arm now, but like I still have it. Um, so were you always like a reader as a child or? Yeah, I always was. I mean, my aunt especially was a reader and she would always like read me these stories. Like she actually bought me, um, she would buy me like these hardcover copies of all like the Enid Blyton books. Oh, I had them too. Um, okay. This is a really weird little thing, but did yours have like politically incorrect names like Fanny and Dick or did yours have like Rick or whatever they changed it to later? No, no, I definitely had one certain. (laughs) It was like, um, is that like in the faraway tree? And it's like, come Dick. Yes. 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 Um, because my mom, they changed them. I know. Come on guys. Um, it's cousin my, Dick. <laughs> my mum found mine at like a garage sale and there were all these okay. wonderful old copies. So they had been loved so much by mm. other children before I even got them. And then, yeah, I loved them so much. I loved See, those I stories. Had, like, like, okay, you know, 20 years ago, but like I had <laughs> like new hardcover copies. And so I had all the, in, like I had a lot of Enid Blyton ones, like, the Amelia Jane stories and like the wishing chair ones. And then I had these illustrated versions of the faraway tree series. Oh, that's beautiful. They're, they're gorgeous. I really need to go back and like reread <laughs> them. I mean, they probably, I just loved the story so much, but I also had a couple that were sort of the same hardcover collection, but I mm. had like the secret garden and treasure Island and they were like classics. I can never remember what they're called and I have not seen them anywhere, but I have like, like I have a lot um did did you read like a lot of different type of authors or did you just stick to those ones no I guess I mean I read all the Enid Blyton and everything like that but I mean Roald Dahl oh yes I I used to like pick up random stories in like the school library you know like when you used to go like like as a class like as a class and you got to pick out your books for the week legit my favorite class oh the best time ever uh, Roald Dahl was a big one for me too. Um, I remember he for everyone. Like, <laughs> amazing man, Roald I think Dahl. he has something for everyone as well. Yeah. So I remember picking up The Witches from the bookstore when I was probably about eight or nine and I started reading it in the car because I don't get car sick. I actually learnt to read in the car. Um, I don't know about learning to read in the car, but I've always been able to read in movies. I'm so grateful. That's where I do most of my reading. Same. (laughs) Um, Not while we're driving, of course. Safety first, kids. Now now I don't get to, but, yeah, when I used to take the bus to school and stuff, that was, like, an hour of reading time. If I could commute to work and, like, take trains or whatever, like, I would. Oh, yeah. Because I would get to read. But literally we both live, like, five minutes away from where we were. It's not worth it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I remember picking up The Witches and starting to read it. You know that bit at the start where – um, he goes through how witches can be hidden everywhere. And I remember being in the car park of the shopping centre and, like, literally looking up from the book, looking out the window and be like, oh, my God, they could be anywhere. Wow. I loved it so much. And I loved Matilda as well and the, yeah, the so movie my, as well. My real thing with Matilda was that, like, after I read Matilda, I really remember, like, staring at water glasses to try and make them tip over. <laughs> Because oh, <laughs> who doesn't want magical powers, guys? Like, I want us to be able to sip over a glass of water. And I think I think most readers will identify with Matilda and her thirst for knowledge and yeah. her love of books. Um, and I guess... The, I thought it was so cool that she would just, like, 
go to the library and, like, read all day. Because I didn't know how to get to the library. Like, <laughs> like I couldn't have done that myself. Actually, I, I wanted to ask about that. Like, did you – how did you – pick up new books when you were little did you and so I I went to the library a lot with my mum and we used to take a, a basket with us and I just remember filling that basket with so many books and um one of the libraries that we used to have when I was a kid here in Rockhampton is gone but there's another one that still is the same I think they're renovating it now which makes me a tiny bit sad because yeah. until that point I would walk in it would smell the same mm-hmm. Things would be in the same place and it would just be, like, childhood, like, right in the feels. Yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely did go to the library. I actually remember um, one of my dad's younger sisters made me a library bag because she was always she was always really good at sewing and everything. She made me a library bag and, like, had my name on it and, like, glitter glue and, like, everything. <laughs> I thought it was the best thing ever. I went to, yeah, I still, I still have that too. I collect <laughs> things. Um, but yeah, oh my God, it was the best thing ever. And I used to take that as my library bag. I don't remember going a whole lot, but we, like I definitely did go. But a lot of my family are readers and I think I used to get, I used would to always get books, books from them. as gifts mm. as well. And like borrow from, like because both my grandparents had books that their kids had had and I would read those as well. Yeah. Um, did that kind of stay the same for you throughout high school and stuff or did you kind of change when you went to high school? Because I know a lot of people find that they kind of stop when they're in high school, stop reading a bit. Unfortunately, I did. I mean, I stopped sort of reading newer books. I mean, I don't know how many times I reread Harry Potter when I was in high school. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. For some reason it was like I didn't have the time. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I was definitely still a reader. I still remember, like, reading more than my friends, kind of. Like, yeah. if they weren't really readers, you know. I still read new books, and I, like like I said, I reread Harry Potter. I read the Hunger Games series while I was in high school as well. Oh, okay. And I would sometimes borrow books from, like, the school library to take home on school holidays. Did you ever do that? I was in my library, like, every day at lunchtime, and not just because it was the only place that had air conditioning, um, I would always have a book with me at school. I would, I would take a book to like every class, you know, just in case wow. you finish a little bit early or you have some extra time that kind of dropped off a bit when I was in high school, but you know, you might have like five minutes between classes or if you're waiting for a teacher. So I always had a book with me. Um, and I was constantly in the library looking for new books. I think when I got into high school, my main source of books became the school library. Yeah. And that really changed me as a reader because we didn't have a teen section. We had, like, a children's section and a and kind of like, adults. Or yeah. Not adult, but, like, older section. And so I, obviously, having been, like, 14, 15 at the time, and I've always read a lot, so I, I, I was looking for more stimulating reads. I started looking in the grown-up, like, adultish section mm-hmm. of our school library, and I think I kind of, like, skipped reading young adult books as a teen when I should have been reading them. I started reading a lot of Jodie Picou. Um, I started with, I think it was Harvesting the Heart that I started with and I remember really loving it. And I think I picked that up because, oh, actually, sorry, it was Picture Perfect. I started with um, This Woman Wakes Up with Amnesia and um, it's all about piecing together her life. It was really good. And I think I picked that up because I knew we were going to read My Sister's Keeper in grade 10. Oh, yeah. So 
I think earlier in that year, before we read it for English, I thought I'd read some of her books. Um, and I, I read a lot of like Sophie Kinsella um, with the Shopaholic series and a lot of her standalone books, I which are that like movie. they are laugh out loud funny. Yeah. Um, they are so good. Um, yeah, I think I just started I, reading like those as an adult. Said you sort of skipped reading like young adult books when you were actually like a teenager. Mm. I read most, like I, I mean, I still do. Gotta love YA, but I started reading a lot when we were in. Well, not when we were in. When I was in uni, like when I started uni, I started reading a lot more. Um, funnily enough, I had more time when I was in university. Believe me or not. <laughs> Well, I um, guess because your classes aren't necessarily taking all day. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a very different dynamic, obviously, yeah. from high school to university. Yeah. And that's where I kind of found Young Adult because it was at uni that I found Goodreads um, and that I found other people whose blogs I would end up following um, and they were mostly reading Young Adult and that's when I started to get interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the library where I studied on the Gold Coast also had a really good teen section and it was funny because, yeah, I, I kind of went, like, air quotes backwards mm. um, in terms of then starting to read stuff. I mean, I was still a teenager in, in Queensland. You're just about 17 if you go to university straight out of high school. Yeah. So I was still a teenager. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of funny that I stopped, re- I stopped reading adult books for a while and mm. just went straight to teen. And that's when I started blogging and found more and more young adult books books and, and realized it was more than just twilight um oh my god kind of things yes i read twilight when i was in high school yeah sadly i did too i, <laughs> I think we've all been I, there haven't we yeah it's like a real twilight phase i think like when it came oh, out yeah yeah and like it I mean, swept it through out, the school it totally it, everybody did. was reading it everyone remember, was excited for the movie i remember one of my friends was like reading it or like reading like new moon or like the second one or something um in between, like at lunch or something maybe. And I remember being like, I was like, oh, you're reading Twilight or whatever. But then I read it and I really liked it. <laughs> of course, I will never, ever read it again. No, like I just like to erase that from my um, reading See, history. Like, I literally forgot that I'd read it in high school. <laughs> when we were talking about what we read in high school, I did not. Like I forgot. Um, so you've been, like I've been blogging now since I started university, which is about, five years god I'm terrible at maths it's about five (laughs) years it's about five years since and I've been uh, obviously that's changed my reading habits a lot I when I when I was just at the school library I would pick up so many books get a few pages in and be like no this isn't for me giving up on it don't like it now I do that less only because the recommendations that I'm getting through reviews from other people or from you or like oh I found this author's book I'm going to read all their work um, tend to just be more nuanced, so yeah. I'm finding books I know I'll like. Um, also, yeah, that's a really good point. We don't really have yeah. to sort of – like I remember, you know, like going to the library, just to bring that up again. Like you would look at all the titles and like read the blurbs and everything and kind of be like, oh, I'll give this a go, mm. whereas we're really it's getting much more hit recommendations now or, mm. you know, reading – other books by authors that we've already um yeah. I, I haven't really considered that that's a really good point <laughs> I don't even read blurbs um anymore because they give, oh God. They I, give I, so I really much did. away they you think yeah yeah so and I I hate like this we're going like a little bit off topic here but I hate blurbs because I think this should really be 
a topic for a future, don't get me started. But I, um, I really dislike blurbs because, yeah, I, I feel like they just give so much away. Sometimes they pick a point or a point that will happen and then you spend the whole book waiting for that and expecting it and it might not happen until three quarters of the way through and then you feel let down. So I just feel like it creates unrealistic expectations. I like to go in with like the barest knowledge of what the book is about. Fair enough. And you know what? We will leave that discussion there. Stay tuned for a later episode about blurbs. <laughs> um, now, so I, I, what, yeah, what about like you? Like reading, blogging, blogging really does change your reading habits. I actually, through like, you know, becoming friends with you, Michelle, and some other people and this kind of thing, I started a book Instagram in 2015, no, 2016. Yeah, in 2016. What year even We're is it? We're so bad at maths. <laughs> there's, there's, it's no coincidence that this podcast is called Better Words, not Better Numbers. Anywho. Um, yeah, so I started the book Instagram in 2016. And, oh, my God, I was so all over the place with it. Like, I fell off the wagon. Anyway. <laughs> so I actually only started my blog in January 2017. So it's been going for like six months. But even in that time, it has really changed my reading habits. Although, to be fair, I also reread Harry Potter this year. Yes. So it's not too much of a change <laughs> from my reading habits. Yeah. I think. But the it other changes, thing... like, even with the, like, when I had a book Instagram and everything, mm. I, it changes the way you feel about books because you want to have new books to photograph and, like, oh, new books to talk I was just going to say that my actual collection of books has grown so much it's actually ridiculous and yeah. I've had to move twice and it's not fun no. um in the past, yeah in the past like two and a half years my book collection has like tripled almost and that is not all to do with like blogging I mean mm. before that I had no money yeah that's I mean that's the, that's the interesting point too I'd gone from high school where basically my parents were my financial everything exactly and you know I'm very privileged to be in that position but to go to the point where you are in control of your own finances and exactly. you and also I was living out of home so it was it was like I I just had this freedom yeah you make go decisions for yourself and we're both lucky enough to work full-time and have a fair amount of disposable income which we can spend on books which we love but that's probably going to be a topic for another podcast as yeah. well because okay. I have a lot to say on a lot to say on that okay, um, we're but... really getting off we're getting a bit <laughs> off topic I, I really do think that makes a great yeah. a great topic and and the other thing is um I've got a lot of books too because of my work as a journalist I get sent books not only because of my blog but because I'm a journalist mm-hmm. and because some components of my job in the past have involved reviewing books um which has been great fun but also means you just get sent an overwhelming amount of books um it's such a shame sometimes if you don't have the time to read them when someone else could be which is why I like to pass them along um so speaking of interesting how (laughs) different things change your reading habits I'm sorry I just completely cut you off yeah I was gonna have I was gonna have a really good segue there because I was gonna say sorry Michelle speaking of passing on shall we pass over to our next little thing that we're going to do we're going to play a little game of would you rather because that's always fun games are fun yes and i came up with some tough questions so michelle are you really tough i am ready caitlin okay here we go so michelle would you rather only ever get to reread your favorite childhood book over and over for the rest of your life 
which would be that one about the horoscopes or something. I'm sorry. Horoscopes. It was Molly Moon's incredible book of hypnotism. I'm really sorry, Michelle. It's a very long title. And you know what's so exciting? I think that it's being made into a movie. I'm going to research this for our show notes. But if it is, I'm taking you to see it. I'm dying to see this movie. I'm so excited. Anyway, would you rather? Would you rather reread Molly Moon's incredible book of hypnotism over over and over over for the rest of your life? Yep. Or? Or only ever get to read textbooks? For the rest of your life. Oh my goodness, that is all the fiction. That is such a hard question. Yes, it is. Because I've already read Molly Moon's incredible book of hypnotism, which we're now just going to refer to as Molly Moon because that is such a long it's title. It's a long title. Like, very wow. impressive for a seven-year-old to be able to read that book, I still think. Um, <laughs> so I've already read Molly Moon so much, I could pretty much tell you every single plot point. Um, if I choose the fiction option... What do I do about university when I have to read a textbook? You're only allowed to read textbooks. That's no problem. No, you might as if well I just choose, study for the rest of the life. But if I choose the other, like if I choose to go with fiction, um, like how do I deal with university then? Am I not allowed to read textbooks? I guess you better make some uni friends and get them to do your assignments for you. <laughs> you can only read one book life okay in that case i'm going with textbooks because i have a little loophole which is that my uni course is a master's of arts writing and literature and some of our set texts are fictional books so i'm gonna oh, i'm gonna go got loophole. Me a loophole there yeah um <laughs> but also i mean it's always good to learn isn't it yeah, and i'm I not gonna so. learn much from molly moon no it's a great book though yeah what i have you to choose? admit what would you choose I would choose textbooks as well because <laughs> as many different Millie Molly Mandy stories that there are, or to use her full name, Millicent. Oh my god, I just forgot her full name. <laughs> Hang on. What's the full version of Molly? Margaret. It's Millicent Margaret Amanda. That's what it is. That's her is full that name. Is that for real? Like, my mum's name is Margaret and no one's ever called her Molly. I mean, when was Millie Molly Mandy written, Michelle? I don't know, like, but people call her Maggie. Really Mo- Molly doesn't make any sure. sense. I'm pretty sure Molly came from Margaret. I'm really sorry if I got that wrong. How? We'll check that and like link How? it. How? Because like I don't know. There are no like the the only letters that correspond are M. Like there's no other corresponding okay. letters. We could get all up in nicknames because that really <laughs> bugs me. Robert, you are not a Bob. Anywho, <laughs> I would pick textbooks because at least I'm gonna be reading something different and I could. I mean, learn. like you could read feminism textbooks. Yeah, feminist, feminist texts, feminist texts, literature texts, marketing. I, I don't. I mean, you wouldn't catch me with like an engineering textbook or anything because like real boring. But yeah, um, but yeah, I'd pick textbooks. Okay, Michelle, are you ready for your second? Question? Oh yes, we got a second one. Yay! Okay, yes, okay. I'm ready. Michelle, would you rather only ever get to read books that you have already read? but keep blogging or get to read new books as you please, but never ever blog about them or comment about them on social media. This includes Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, WordPress blogs, everything. Oh my goodness. So basically you're excluding yourself from the bookish community, online community, but you can read, but you can read whatever you want. Oh, this is so hard. Wait, does our podcast count? Yes. Because technically, isn't this like, it's kind of blogging. It's like audio Damn. blogging. 
Wait, is a podcast audio blogging? I think so, yes. Does like a physical book club count? Like if I go out and make a book club to talk with people about books, am I allowed to do that? Okay, yes, you're allowed to do that. I'll restrict it to the internet. Okay. This also means you can't be on Goodreads. I'm just going to add that. Damn. That's how I keep track of what I'm reading. Yeah, me Uh, too. (laughs) And, you know, I like lists. Like I'm a really organized person. I love lists. I love Goodreads. Um, if you're not on Goodreads, you really should be. Okay, so what do you, so, choose? What do you choose, Michelle? Um, I think I'm going to go with new books because I can talk about them in person with you um, mm-hmm. and my mum. And it will just be like, I mean, I lived like that for, what, like a good 16 years before I found Goodreads. I can do it again. That's a really but good But I've got to say that I would... I love the bookish community so much, so it's mm-hmm. a, it's a tough question. I just think they would get bored of me talking about the same books, which I kind of do already. But you know, I, I think that there are so many good new books always coming out, and there's always something to learn. That it would be detrimental to me as a person to yeah. not take advantage of all the new things that we can learn by reading new books. Damn it, you're such a good answer. <laughs> Because I have what are you going to choose? What are you going to choose? I have to say, I was seriously considering staying within the bookish community and just going on books I've already read. Because I mean, that means I can reread all my favorite series. You can know, reread like Harry, Harry Potter, reread Harry Potter again, and like a lot of other things that I've already read. Because I mean, there's so many books that I've loved that I would want to mm. reread. Think of all the new books that, that you might love. New books. Oh, all the new books. It's what are you going to choose? So <laughs> what are you going to pick? <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry that we've had the same answers for both <laughs> questions, but I can't go past new books. Thankfully, this is not a real-life situation, and we can Thank keep blogging God. and podcasting together. <sighs> Which is good, because like this is only episode three, and we weren't planning to stop, so you've got no. us for a little while yet. Yeah, exactly. It's not over here. Stay tuned. Subscribe. <laughs> Although it is over for this episode, we're going to say goodbye now. I'm going to go have a nice little tea and read a bit more of my book um, because what else would I do? And, um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to say goodbye. Um, if you want to follow us, we, w- we would love you to rate, review, and subscribe. It does actually help people find the podcast as well. Yeah, exactly. And we so would be please. very appreciative of any ratings you'd like to give us. Please send us reviews. We would love to hear what you think. Um, You can get in touch with us on Twitter at betterwordspod. Okay, I'm still learning that one. And our Instagram handle is the same, at betterwordspod. You can find us at uh, online. You can find all the show notes for this episode at betterwordspodcast.com. You can also listen to this episode there if you're not already there or not already on iTunes, although that doesn't make much sense. Okay, you're listening, but in the future you can listen on the website too. But we will put all the show notes from this episode, so um, almost everything we've mentioned uh, we will be putting up there so you can find yeah, find the books we mentioned, the movies we mentioned, whether Margaret has a nickname that is Molly. <laughs> I really don't. I, I'm I, sure that's right. I'm sorry. Look, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, you, can also, you can also find us at our individual blogs. Um, you, can, you can follow me um, on Twitter at unfinished underscore book and on Instagram at unfinished bookshelf.
and me, Caitlin, <laughs> on Twitter I'm at just a bookish and on Instagram at just a bookish babe. You know what? I'm just gonna check that because you don't know your own Twitter I, handle. It's because they're both different. No, no, that's right. It's it's okay. People go with what I said before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're gonna get better at this. Hopefully, Every as we do it. Every single episode will be better, so you should really keep listening. But we, we love you for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, and, and Let we us know that, if you're listening because, yeah. oh, my God. Otherwise, we're just, we're just talking into a void and my mum's probably the only listener. Hi, mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, we love you for listening. Thank you for joining us and we hope that you join us next time for Better Words. Bye. Bye.